listening to Seattle Good Podcast, available on iTunes. That's the voice of today's guest, Zan Fiskum, a Seattle singer-songwriter who burst onto the national scene as a finalist on the recent season of The Voice. I'm Jeff Schulman, a professor at UW's Foster School of Business, and I am pleased to bring you a special episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. I had an opportunity to interview two Seattle-area musicians who are teaming up with other talented artists in the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase this Saturday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Through the interviews today, you will not only meet emerging artists, you will gain insight into how members of the artist community are dealing with the crisis created by COVID-19 here in Seattle. You also get an interesting behind-the-scenes story of what it's like to be a finalist on the hit show, The Voice. Before we begin, I just want to say it feels great to be back with another episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. It's been a few months since Season 7 spotlighted how to find community in a dynamic city. And I'm pleased to share that in these months, my documentary about the changes in Seattle's Central District became available on pbs.org. On the Brink is an important story of history, hope, and determination. The film sparked conversations about equity and inclusion with theatrical audiences from coast to coast. And now you could stream On the Brink free at your own home on pbs.org. Go to pbs.org and search On the Brink. The national tour of my film was cut short by the global pandemic, so I could sympathize with, but really only imagine the challenges currently faced by the individuals in Seattle's thriving arts community. To get a perspective on how some are rising to the challenge, join me for my conversation with Zan Fiskum. I'm here with Zan Fiskum, a Seattle musician who made waves here performing at the Moore Theater, performing in Sasquatch, uh, before becoming nationally renowned uh, as a finalist on The Voice. And she is now lending her talent to help raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital through an event on June 27th at 6 p.m. So Saturday night event, she's going to be lending her voice to try to raise money for a good cause. Uh, Zan, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So let's just, uh, you know, tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am Maple Valley, born and raised. Um, so I've been in Washington my whole life. And um, I grew up in a musical family. We were really integrated in musical theater um, out in Auburn growing up. And um, my mom's, you know, a voice teacher. My dad's an entrepreneur. And so I really learned a ton from them as far as, you know, being an artist, but also just, you know, approaching your artistry as a business owner in a way. Um, and so, you know, I did music in the church and then at one point decided I want to take this a step further and make it a career because I had been songwriting and really passionate about music my whole life. Um, and yeah, it's been a really incredible experience and obviously the voice this last year really helped elevate what I've gotten to do and given me more exposure. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. So we're going to talk about who you are as an artist, about your experience on the voice. And of course, we're going to talk about this event that's coming on Saturday, raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Before we get into all of that, I'm really curious, how has being a part of the Seattle music community shaped who you are and where you are today? The Seattle music community is really special. It's small, but not so small that it's limiting. 
Um, it's really family oriented. I'm, I've been finding there's a lot of support and encouragement from people. And the legacy that is in Seattle of artists that I look up to um, is outstanding. Some of my favorite artists ever, like Brandi Carlisle, she actually grew up in my hometown. Um, so there's just an incredible legacy. It's made a huge imprint on who I am and what I do. And um, it's incredible to get further integrated into the industry as well. Just like I said, kind of this family community that you find while being involved. And so it's shaped who you are. Tell us a little bit about what is your sound and where do you draw inspirations from? It's kind of funny. I feel like my inspirations have changed so much. You know, um, they, depending on where you are in your life or the year, but um, I, you know, a lot of my roots would be within indie folk music um, and indie pop. Um, but I draw a lot of inspiration from Bon Iver, Brandy Carlisle, like I had said before, the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Japanese House. Um, so it's kind of this mixture of sort of folky, poppy music with um, lots of synths and big drum sounds. Um, and it's really fun. I'm also uh, a synth player in uh, Alex Shaw's band. You said Seattle has been like a small family that they've it's shaped you. Can you share any stories of any experiences that resonated with you? I think that there's been a couple different artists that have stood out. Uh, there's a girl named Katie Cuffle who's kind of built sort of a household name in the Seattle area. Um, and I was a nobody kind of coming into the Seattle scene. And um, she's offered me a lot of support, even, you know, opening a show for me like this you know little rinky dink show just because she thought I was talented and also um Abby Gunderson is another person she she's playing on my record that I'm working on right now and again just an incredibly successful artist who's offered encouragement and um support and checking in on you know what I'm working on so just it's just really cool I want to talk a little bit about your experience on The Voice. Uh, so you've come from Seattle, this tight-knit community, you've got people who've helped you, uh, and then you break out on the national stage. Um, wh what were your emotions as that started to happen? They turn around the chairs, uh, and then you get performance after performance. Tell me about that. Uh, the Voice was a crazy experience. I had no expectation of it working out at all. Um, I just on a whim sent in an audition um, online and then I get a call back. I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> so I was just kind of confused for a while. Like, you know, I'm going to LA and I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I made it through another round, you know? Um, and so, but it was an amazing experience. Working with John Legend was incredible. I felt really calm for the audition process. And I think after that, I was like, oh, I'm actually on the show. And I started kind of getting more nerves after that, um, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, he was incredible to work with. Um, I felt like I learned a lot from John. Um, in our time together, he had a lot of really good feedback. Um, 
and just helpful tips on, you know, being an artist. Obviously, he's incredible. Um, and then it was crazy to see, like, you know, you have all these dreams of, you know, being an artist inside of you. And now I have a fan base because of this show, people who are really invested in what I'm doing and buying my merchandise and messaging me all the time. So it was just kind of like a dream come true, you know? And so this is the at home edition of Seattle growth podcast. And so at home, everybody is recording from home and I have my two children here. So we're going to have a guest question from Olivia Shulman. So our first ever guest question on Seattle Growth Podcast from Olivia Shulman. Uh, go ahead, Olivia. What is your routine before, um, before you take stage? Mm, that's a good question. I should probably develop more of a routine. <laughs> but I've found if I'm ever nervous before going on stage, I don't want to talk to anybody. So I try to get alone. Um, and then really work, start to work on my breathing because I found your breathing literally slows your heart rate. And um, I'll do some of my vocal warm ups and just try to get in the zone and you know be ready to feel the music and be in the moment. Thank you, Olivia. And we've got a second yeah, guest you. question. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at home, Seattle Growth Podcast Edition, first ever. Our uh, second at home question, guest question is from Audrey Shulman. Uh, so we're talking about uh, the voice, uh, which is where you are now. You know, you performed for a national audience. You've got this following. You're taking that in uh, to the June 27th show. And this question is about before all that. So, Audrey, go ahead. How old were you when you started singing? Oh, oh man. I know that my mom said I was a belter, loud, loud singer from a very young age. So I probably was really going for it by the age of three. And like I said, we were doing all this theater stuff growing up. Um, and my li like little sister, her first play she was in, she was like six months old. My mom was holding her on the stage. So I was the same two, three years old. I was performing at this dinner theater, singing my little heart out. And so it, it's been with me pretty much all my life. Thank you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and so as we said, uh, so those were at home questions because we're doing an at home interview. And then you're on The Voice, and you're going to take the main stage, and then COVID-19, the crisis that we're in now, uh, strikes, and you're having this at-home performance yourself. Tell me about how you set up for that, and, and what were your emotions as that was how uh, you were going to go through the finals? It was a little disappointing at first, because it is really exciting being on that big of a scale of stage and that's kind of the dream you know and so you're sort of getting to live the goal <laughs> um but it ended up working out really really well and really cool because with us being at home I was able to kind of offer something that none of the artists other artists on the show were doing I was making all of my own tracks for the show um, so, you know, for the other artists, they, the show had a band that, you know, they hired who would create the music for them. And, but I was doing all of it on my own. 
uh, which John later on told me was the reason he chose me to go through. So that ended up working out really well for me. Um, we all of a sudden just started getting shipped tons of stuff every day, lighting gear, camera gear, um, backdrops, decor, tons of clothing, which was super fun. <laughs> I love clothes. So yeah, we're getting sent tons of stuff and um, kind of some instructions on how to set it up. And so nobody set it up with, for you. No, you had to figure it out. And it was, you know, you'd have these long hours of you would try to figure it out and then you would do a zoom call with the professionals, not they're actually professionals, um, the professionals and they're kind of explaining it to you and they're like, have someone take the phone and let me see the camera angle. They're like, I think that's okay. You know? And, um, of course we'd have to really make sure everything was perfect and set if I was going to be doing a zoom with John, cause you know, his time is very limited. Um, so it was really interesting and kind of funny and experience um, trying to get all of the gear set up correctly. Did that add a, a certain level of stress to you or, or tell me about your emotions? Was it excitement? Yeah, it definitely did. There was, we set up, when I did my last song, we set up a area outside and I had that morning performed for nurses. I was honoring some nurses at Valley Medical for their service during COVID. And then um, I drive home, set everything up, shower, get ready, and then perform. And, um, you know, I was barely able to catch my breath. And I can't, I think it was one of, that was one of the moments where I was like, I don't know if I can do this because it was it was a lot more work and pressure than you know you would have had to take on normally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, glad uh, it was a <laughs> good experience at the end of the day. Yeah, um, and, and so again, COVID nineteen has kind of just thrown a wrench here because you've got this national spotlight, you've got this stardom, and here's a really chance to, to show yourself as an artist here in Seattle, perhaps around the country. And now all the venues are, are closed. Um, tell me about how, what you're doing to capitalize on the momentum. Uh, capitalize almost seems more selfish than I'm trying to say, but you know, uh, what are you doing to build on, on the momentum and, and grow as an artist after you've had such an amazing experience? I'm doing my best to keep my online presence strong, but I, I won't lie that it is hard. Um, trying to figure out how to keep the momentum with COVID and all that's happened. And, you know, honestly, music venues will be the last thing to come back because that is literally gathering very large masses of people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm trying to keep my online presence and making plans and building connections with people in the industry and um, I'm doing my best to figure it out. I don't know if I'm, I have figured it out, but, um, it's, you know, it's a journey. And so as you've got, uh, you know, this bigger fan base than before this national recognition, 
you've chosen to, to lend your talents to uh, the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase. So that's this Saturday, June 27th at 6 p.m., uh, where you and other artists, well, actually, why don't you tell me about it in your own words? What is it? And then I'll ask some follow-up questions about how you got involved and so on. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to be a part of this. I have a big passion for um, just supporting the healthcare system. I think it's really important. And so, yeah, they put on this concert as a fundraiser. Um, and it's incredible because St. Jude offers all of these free services for families who are going through one of the most traumatic experiences of their life. Their child is suffering um, from cancer and or, you know, an illness. And um, this family has this huge burden taken off of them. And so this event is to help bring awareness, to help fundraise. And um, I just have a huge passion in me, you know, for this. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. Um, Lots of family and close friends of mine have been affected um, by cancer and, and different illnesses. And so I'm super happy to be supporting this. So it's not just support building awareness for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It's going to be a form of entertainment as well. So people are going to show up. Tell me about what they could expect if they buy tickets to this event. They can expect some original music, some uh, backstory to the original music, which will be cool. Uh, we can kind of share, um, you know, the creativity and the creative process behind the songs. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Talk a little bit more about how you got involved. So we have the why, you know, it sounds that the mission of the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital connects with you, but how did this all come together where you and Alex Shaw, who's going to be on the, this episode as well, and other artists came together? How did you get involved personally? So I originally, Alec had gotten booked for this a while ago, and like I said, I'm in his band. So, you know, the full band was going to do it before everything. And so we're like, cool, we're going to, you know, play this thing. And, you know, COVID happens, that changes the plan. And I'm on The Voice. And um, my kind of manager gives me a call and says, hey, they want you to play the St. Jude concert. And obviously, I was super excited because it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And I was like, I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> So are you going to be talking about uh, the mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital at the event, or is the event purely, you know, songwriters coming together, sharing music, sharing how the music uh, came together, and so on? So I made a video for St. Jude. Um, I don't know that I'll be talking about it throughout the event, but um, if I'm still trying to decide my set list, let's just be honest, but... Um, if a song that I choose lends a story that goes along with the mission, then I'll share. Um, but I know that, you know, we've been encouraged to share why we wrote this song and why we're performing it. And, um, yeah. Saturday, June 27th at 6 PM. People can uh, buy tickets. They're for sale now. And when they uh, show up, they're going to be treated to performance from a finalist from The Voice and some of your peers as well. And it's going to be money for a good cause. So uh, yeah. we'll plug more about that uh, between the interviews. But I want to hear a little bit more about what do you hope comes 
from your uh, for your music career? How do you hope to to grow and change after this performance and you know building on the voice? So what do you see as the future for you? I have an album I'm going to be releasing, and um, I'm really hoping to get on a tour with um, you know a recognized artist that I can you know open for and tour with and just to continue to build my platform and uh, build what I do and uh, build the community of people that follow me and collaborations. So it's just, uh, you know, a constant gradual climb. Um, but my, my main focus right now is my album and a tour eventually when that's possible. Can you tell me a little bit about this album? Anybody, are you collaborating with anybody locally here in Seattle or now with COVID-19? Are you open to collaborate with people from around the world? Because we're all collaborating remotely anyway. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the collaborations going into this? I'm really excited about this album. Um, it's called Sleeping Problems. Um, I've been working on it for like a year, um, maybe longer, but it's a mixture of songs that I wrote while I was having a difficulty sleeping. <laughs> um, and a lot of the topics are why I was having a hard time. And um, I am working on this. Uh, Alex Shaw is my producer. We've been doing some stuff at the Hall of Justice, which is um, Death Cab for Cuties uh, studio. So that's in Fremont. And um, we had Abby Gunderson play on the album. We've had Katie Cuffel also play on the album, who I talked about earlier. Um, a couple other great strings players. Sean Lane has played on the album. So, um, but mostly it's been um, Alec and I, we've sort of split playing almost all the instruments and then um, he's been producing it. So. I'm really, really excited about it. It's gonna be really cool. And so you've now um, been in the Seattle music scene, performing in some historic venues, collaborating with uh, the community here. Uh, you also then were in LA and uh, with The Voice and, and collaborating with John Legend. Uh, so as you have these different experiences from, from different cities, can you, what would you say is the soul of Seattle's music scene? So if you had to describe from your perspective what you think the soul of Seattle's music scene is. That's a tough question. Um, I know that I can say I deeply love the Seattle music scene. Um, and I, I think I just come back to that community um, that you really find here that you don't find in LA. Um, it's relational, it's supportive it's encouraging, um, people are there for you, they wanna come to your shows. Um, and I don't know exactly the right word, but I, I maybe family, it's a family here. And we're about to wrap up. Again, you've got the show with other songwriters at the St. Jude uh, Songwriters Showcase. So people who wanna hear your music can hear it on Saturday, June 27th. Uh, we've talked about that, we've talked about your experience on The Voice, your experience in Seattle. Any concluding thoughts? I'm so excited for this Saturday. Please be there. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so cool. And again, as you've said, it's an incredible cause to support um, something we all need to get behind. And um, I'm just so appreciative of 
my fans and, and their support. And thanks for having me on this. So sorry, that now sparked another question. Uh, yeah. So almost off the hook, but uh, it sparked another <laughs> question. Any lessons that you could take away from how you've responded to this COVID crisis that maybe somebody else who's trying to figure out their way and had been given some roadblocks as serious or maybe more serious? Are there any takeaways from your experience? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're an artist right now and trying to figure out what do I do, I mean, right now is the time to focus on your online presence. Um, and also allow this time to, um, you know, stir up creativity in there's so much free time or off time. And I would just encourage people to explore nature and get outside and reconnect with your creative self and allow yourself to write music that is relatable to what's going on right now that I think can bring hope to people and don't run away from the hard or awkward emotions of what's happening right now. Cause I think that's what people need to be honest about. And there's something that music can draw out in people that can be healing and inspiring and encouraging. Zan, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah. I appreciate your time and perspective. Yeah, thank you so much. You're listening to Seattle Growth Podcast, available free on iTunes. That's my next guest, Alex Shaw, who is also performing in the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase this Saturday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Tickets are available at stjude.org slash Seattle Songwriters. That's stjude.org slash Seattle Songwriters. The event will be hosted by David Ross of Cairo FM, and proceeds from ticket sales and the live auction will support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as they aim to find cures for childhood cancer and save children's lives. To hear perspective on Seattle's music scene from another one of its emerging artists, join me for my conversation with Alex Shaw. I am here with Alex Shaw, a musician here in Seattle who's made quite a scene on the scene and who is a part of the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase uh, coming up this Saturday at 6 p.m. Alec, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Before we talk about your growth as an artist and the showcase coming up this Saturday, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, that's always the hardest question for me. <laughs> Um, well, I am 22. I started playing music uh, in church in middle school and playing instruments and decided I wanted to be a musician by the time I was a sophomore in high school. So since then, I've done everything to make that dream a reality. And uh, I record, I produce, I write songs, um, part of the local music scene here in Seattle. And uh, now I'm doing the St. Jude thing, which is awesome. And so we're going to talk about how that came to be and, and what you hope uh, to come from that event this Saturday. Uh, but before that, tell us a little bit about yourself as an artist. You know, how would somebody recognize your sound? What are your inspirations? You know, who are you as an artist? Well, I have I have lots of inspirations and I always try to, um, yeah, I always try to make them diverse because I want to create a unique sound. That's one of my goals as an artist, to create sound that's recognized as almost a genre. So I try to listen to stuff, anything that inspires me, very cross-genre, like, you know, time periods, whether it's like 
Otis Redding, 60s soul or, you know, hip hop or something, you know. And uh, so you could describe it as folk, indie folk with some soul and some indie rock mixed in and some pop sensibility to the writing. Zan Fiskum, who was my uh, first guest on this episode, uh, was in your band, uh, was on The Voice. We're going to talk about how that felt to see your band member uh, step onto the national stage. But before I, I want to talk locally, you know, what is, can you describe your experience in the Seattle music scene? I took a course at Bellevue College. I was doing Running Start and I took a course for audio engineering and met someone who ended up booking for me for a while. His name was Charlie Dean. He was, he was like the studio monitor there and he liked my music. So we recorded an album and he started acting as my manager and booking me. It was the first show I ever did was Numos. Um, it was the um, Children's Hospital benefit show actually. So from there, I just, you know, slowly, you have to play all the dive bars and stuff a ton. Honestly, not until recently, I just started, uh, you know, working with KXP and uh, just getting those sort of opportunities that, that help move your career forward uh, outside of just the local scene, you know? But yeah, it's been, it's been a really crazy experience. Um, just a lot of not really knowing what you're doing. And, um, and, but the, the community, the music community has been really supportive and it's been great making friends. That was one thing starting out. I didn't realize how important it was to be part of the community on, you know, on a personal level, rather than just playing shows, you're actually becoming friends with everyone. And, and that's the most important part of the scene is having those friends and working together, collaborating, um, lifting each other up, you know. We're going to get to the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase where you're performing and Zan Fiskum, previous interviewee, is also performing and other songwriters are performing. Uh, but Zan, was the, the two of you were in the a band together, songwriters together. What emotions did you have as you saw her step out onto the national stage on The Voice? Uh, that was crazy. I was really excited and kind of like it was overwhelming, you know, because uh, she just rocked it. She just seemed like she fit in and she's so confident. And like, if I was put on national TV, I'd be really nervous, but she is very collected and just, it just looked like she belonged there, you know? So um, that was really cool to see. I was very proud. And did you have any separate emotions uh, from the general pride at the moment where uh, I think it was uh, one of the Jonas brothers was the first to turn around in his chair? Yeah. I think when the first chair turns around, it's, it's like a relief, you know, even though I, I knew she was going to actually predicted she would get three chairs and that's what she did. And um, I was very relieved when that happened either way. Cause I don't know in the moment, it's just like kind of crazy, but um, I was most excited when John turned around cause he's, he's my fave. Okay. <laughs> and so you have the Alex Shaw band uh, and Zan's an integral part of that. And now she steps out nationally. How has this experience for her changed what you want to do with your music and what you're doing musically um it hasn't changed my own music because i've always kind of kept that separate as a solo project um but i've been spending a lot more time supporting her and helping produce her next record so you know i, I have a lot of focus on that because that's what needs the immediate attention i feel like and you know going on tour with her in the fall hopefully if things start opening up yeah, so I think that's a big opportunity. I want to see her be successful, and we always work well together. So 
just continuing that collaboration and you know expanding on the opportunity that the voice brought expanding on that opportunity as i talked with zan it's a little bit on hold so whereas without the covid 19 reality you would hit the the clubs you'd be uh touring and now kind of all in lockdown um mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your feelings uh with covid and, and how you're reacting well it's definitely nothing i've ever experienced before any of us so it's it's uh it's affecting it greatly. I mean, you know, musicians um, and the entertainment industry as a whole was one of the biggest impacted industries by it. And so it's weird. It's like you got to go into survival mode after a little while. Um, I, at first I was, it was very inspiring because I was having all this time that I wouldn't normally have. And as a, you know, artist, you need a lot of time to be able to just process and think and create. Um, and so I was just going on bike rides and loving life. And then, you know, you have to figure out how that it's going to sustain itself and how you're going to sustain your career in a time that you can't play gigs where I was making most of my money. Um, I'm looking at, you know, publishing deals or um, uh, live streams, which have been dipping down in donations because everyone is getting spread thin, I think, with their, you know, everyone needs support right now. So um but yeah and i it started out like i said inspiring i wrote a few songs that are going to be on my next record um and i think overall it's going to end up being a blessing that just have all that time to refocus on certain things almost refocus on the music for a little while when you get distracted by all this crazy business side of things um so there's it's very very up and down <laughs> yeah in light of COVID-19, we now have uh, the St. Jude Songwriter Showcase is going to be online uh, this Saturday, June 27th at, at 6 p.m. You're a part of this. Tell me in your eyes, what is this Songwriter Showcase? What's it going to mean? What's the experience that people are going to get? Hopefully they're going to just be uplifted by the music and seeing people supporting. Um, I think that's kind of what happens on most of these live streams that have been based around music you know, and, and connecting to the emotions of songwriters and uh, just, you know, I think people get, feel hope when they see other people giving their time uh, and, and talent to um, a good cause. Uh, so I think it'll be a really uplifting event. So, so talk about this cause. What, what inspired you to, you know, as you said, there's no shortage of causes that, that people that, mm -hmm. that are in need right now what touched you about the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital that you want to help and support them? For me, it's meant a lot to be able to help because of just the way my life has been um, changed by members of my family getting cancer. And after I remember after we've uh, accepted that to do the um, showcase, everybody was, you know, telling us, oh, that's so amazing that you're doing that they're great and ev like everyone i know from very different walks of life all really appreciate everything that saint jude's doing so yeah it just means a lot to be able to help so much life-saving work as saint jude does what do you hope comes from this you know it's cool to be doing projects alongside other um other artists and also just being able to support and raise money i think that'll be really cool to be part of can you tell me a little bit about kind of what people could expect to hear during your segment on the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase on Saturday? 
I'll let it be a surprise, but I'm I'm mostly doing the singer songwriter acoustic, and I might do one on piano. That's more of a ballad that a lot of people have heard. It's called Fool's Gold, so I'll, I'll give I'll give that away. <laughs> okay, so let's transition back to Seattle. Can you talk a little bit about any changes you've noticed in your time uh, trying to share your art with the Seattle community and, and beyond? Well, I've been part of the Seattle community for about five years but and it, it's kind of hard because there's so many different circles um and it has been a process of growing so you don't really have a full perspective at the beginning um but one thing i've noticed is people more recently tend to be more open to being friends and collaborating beyond you know across different genres and are less standoffish than I remember initially noticing. But at the same time, I was, you know, 18 and I wasn't allowed to even be in the venue and hang out um, until two years ago or one year ago, actually. So I've only been like really in the, in the um, social part of everything for about a year. And from your early uh, perceptions and experiences, what would you say is the soul of Seattle's music scene? That's a good question. There's definitely a theme of acceptance um, and love. And uh, I think that's that you see that also within a lot of different parts of Seattle in the way it approaches, uh, you know, just different issues like politically and stuff. I think that kind of carries down to the way People, I, I like in the artist community, a lot of that stuff is being pushed first. So, and you've got the songwriters uh, showcase uh, raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital on Saturday. Uh, we're still in lockdown to some degree. It's going to be mm -hmm. a while till we're back um, to, to music venues. What's the short-term future hold for you? What do you think the next year? What do you hope it holds uh, for you, Alex Shaw? Well, I hope to release a new record and I hope to do another tour and tour with Zan and get as many shows as I can on the books to make up for lost time. And what do you hope the future holds uh, for the Seattle music scene? What would you like to see stay the same? What would you like to see change uh, in the years ahead as other 22 year olds, 21 year olds come here and try to make it? Um, I hope to see the city uh, stepping in to help provide places for artists to rehearse, um, rehearsal spaces or even showcases that are funded. Because <clears throat> people, uh, there's just not a lot of money to be able to create spaces for uh, musicians to do things. And I've been, you know, at, uh, at different panels and stuff hearing about just the, the push to ha have the city help um, the arts scene more. and um, there's also a company called Black Fret that is uh, that gives grants to artists that they're just starting up in Seattle. So after COVID's done, they'll finally be able to start the process of giving grants to artists um, to help fund albums and things because it's just so expensive to live in Seattle. But that's where you got to be to be part of the scene. All right. So we we've talked about uh, your growth as an artist. We've talked about uh, the Seattle music scene and we've talked about uh, the St. Jude Songwriters Showcase coming up this Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, any concluding thoughts? Yeah, I just want people to keep in mind all the folks that are 
struggling through COVID and um, you know, it affects more people than you might know. And if you have anything to give, it would be, you know, it would really help the world keep spinning. Cause uh, even people like uh, organizations like St. Jude are being affected by just the financial crisis that's happening right now. So if you have it in your heart, please give right now. Alec, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. I appreciate your time and perspective. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. That is all for today's episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. Have an opinion to share? Reach out to me on Twitter, at Prof Shulman. I'd love to hear how you are coping during the pandemic or helping others through this crisis. And if you have an idea for a guest or theme for future episodes, I'd love to hear that as well. Again, reach out to me on Twitter, at Prof Shulman. As I wrap up this episode, I want to share that my colleagues at the UW's Foster School of Business acknowledge the devastation the pandemic has meant for our community's treasured small businesses and arts organizations. That's why award-winning educators at the Foster School of Business contributed their expertise in a free webinar series organized by the Center for Consulting and Business Development. And the webinar series focuses on how to adapt to the COVID-19 reality. The last webinar in the series shares best practices for reaching and engaging your audiences using technology. And that's on Wednesday, June 24th at 5.30 p.m. If you miss it, the recording of this webinar and other webinars in the series are available free for the community. If you are a small business owner or leader in an arts organization, you can learn from award-winning professors about topics such as negotiations, cash and debt in times of uncertainty, leadership in volatile times, and adapting the marketing mix in light of COVID-19. Visit seattlegrowthpodcast.com for the link to see recordings of the webinar series. That's www.seattlegrowthpodcast.com. As we conclude, I hope you and your loved ones have stayed healthy, both physically and emotionally, and I wish you all the best in these trying times. I'm Jeff Shulman, and I thank you for listening to today's episode of Seattle Growth Podcast.